Welcome to the Examining the Way podcast, where we are going to take big topics that you would learn in a seminary or a Bible school, like uh, church history or Old Testament survey or New Testament survey, hermeneutics, and hopefully break those down into simple terms that's easy for anyone to understand. Uh, This podcast is for anyone that is interested in these things and may not have the time or desire or money to go to uh, a big name school and learn these things. Uh, I am your host, Joey Beal. Currently, I am studying these things and a little bit about where this idea came from. When I was, uh, before I began school, I was kind of interested in these things, but never really saw a place where it was presented uh, in a simple kind of just basic way and so the hope for this podcast is uh, to take some big ideas from uh, the classes that I'm taking and the things that I'm learning and and just take you along on that journey with me and present that information to you and hopefully a fun way and hopefully uh, an engaging way and hopefully a way that is easy to understand and so uh, the plan for the podcast uh, the direction it's heading is Currently, I'm taking classes in in church history and Old Testament survey, and so the podcasts are basically just going to be the things I'm learning, and hopefully, again, presenting these things in a way that is easy to understand uh, and have some key takeaways from. So for today's podcast, we're going to zero in on church history or Christian history, and for the podcast, I am planning on kind of going back and forth between uh, church history and Old Testament. And then after uh, after these classes, I might move on to something else like hermeneutics or New Testament um, or other topics related to these things. And so that's kind of the plan uh, for the podcast. But for today's podcast, we're going to zero in on church history. Um, why would you want to know about church history or, or Christian history? Um, I think it's important to remember just it, something that the lecturer uh, explained in classes uh, it's important to remember that the Christian faith is not just something that 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 is my experience that that I just came up with yesterday. It's actually something that has had a long history and has led up to this point. There's been all this development and doctrine and theology and uh, basically just the ways we think about God. It has changed so much, um, and so it has a history. And I think that's important to remember as Christians. And we can also really appreciate uh, the sacrifices that that the early church fathers went through. Um, and I'll get into that in a couple podcasts down the road. Just the immense persecution that came against Christians in the early ages was was unlike anything. And so a podcast like this will hopefully spur you on to maybe live more boldly. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe uh, give you a spirit of gratitude that uh, we don't have to live in fear in that way currently in this moment in time. So uh, that's a couple of reasons for why it's. I think it's good to, to study these things. And honestly, you might just find it interesting. Like, oh, these are things I never knew. Uh, for myself, I've always been really curious about the early church. And uh, these are these are things I'm learning that I, I never knew. Um, and I think it'll be interesting for you all as well. So the plan for the church history side of the podcast is to start from the year 33, 33 A.D., going all the way up until 1970 in America, what, what Christianity looked like in America around that time. Um, and that's the plan at the moment. That could change, but that is at least the hope for this side of the podcast uh, on the church history side of things. 
Um, so we'll go from, okay, what did, what did it look like in the book of Acts all the way up through the Reformation, all the way to the revivals that were happening in America at that time. And again, I want to hit on the point that I'm, I'm not a professor. I'm not an expert in these things. I'm, hope, I'm hoping to relay the information I'm learning uh, from school into these podcasts in a way that's really simple and easy to understand. So I appreciate you joining me on this journey, and let's do it. All right, so for today's podcast, uh, before we even go into uh, the book of Acts and the apostles and the things happening uh, right after Jesus left the earth, uh, I just want to, to zero in on and look at what did the world look like at this time? Uh, from the years, you know, uh, 100 BC to 100 AD, what, what was the world looking like at that time? Because it... It was so different from today. There's no iPhones. There's no MacBooks. There's no Uber. Uh, it, it was just completely and utterly different. Different cultures, different languages, and I think that's something that the that the professor uh, really wanted to hit on. That this is just a completely different context than what we're what, what we're used to. And so for today's podcast, I'm purely going to talk about what did the world look like at this time before Jesus walks on the earth. What is it? What does it look like? Um, and so the plan for today, we're going to look at a few different influences on the world at this time. And there's three major influences. It's One of them is the Greeks, the other one is the Romans, and the other ones are the Jews in Judaism at that time. The Greeks, the Romans, and the Jews. These are the three major influences on the world at this time that we're going to kind of look at. So um, looking at the Greeks... Um, and again, I'm not a professor. Um, these are things that I am I'm learning. And so to be honest with you, I've never really been even the greatest student. Um, so world history on this time, I might be more fuzzy than you are. So uh, bear with me as I try to explain some, some, key, some key players around this time. So I'll start off with the Greeks. Um, the Greeks uh, began with the conquest of Alexander the Great uh, from 356 to 23 B.C., so Greek culture was being spread all throughout the known world at that time, the Mediterranean world. Uh, so the Greek culture is being spread everywhere through these conquests. And uh, because of that, there's a couple major things that are going to impact impact the the world around this time and are going to impact even the way the, the way Christianity spreads later on. And so one of those things is called the Greek spirit. And so the Greek spirit was this spirit of initiative, of vision, of appreciation for the individual, and love for the truth. So the Greek spirit uh, was was really a major player at this time and was influencing the way people thought at this time. And you can kind of see how this would this would impact the spread of Christianity and influence even Christian thought at this time. The the, the big vision and the love for truth. Um, Paul, when he goes into these pagan temples and is sharing the good news, people listen to him because they're hungry for truth, because they want to know what the truth is. Um, little do they know, he's saying there's only one truth. There's not a lot of different truths. There's not a lot of gods. There's the one true unknown God that they have been worshiping. Um, but that is uh, that's for the next podcast. Um, so the Greek spirit is, is a very big player here. Another one is the Greek language. 
um, because the Greeks were spreading through the Mediterranean, they were spreading their language throughout this whole area. Um, and that is a really important thing to note uh, for a few reasons. For one, the, the Old Testament uh, eventually got uh, transferred into Greek. It was called the Septuagint. Um, and this allowed for later the spread of the gospel fairly quickly because Greek was spoken throughout this whole, this whole Mediterranean land. And so that's an important note as well. So the Greek spirit and the Greek language are, are very big influences on, on the earth at this moment. Okay, so another, another big influence is obviously the Romans. Um, they took control of Palestine around 63 B.C., so 63 BC, the Romans are are in control. Um, the Romans are are good and they're bad. They helped and they hindered. So some some good things about the Romans, uh, they took the law very seriously. They did not tolerate lawbreakers. They didn't tolerate uh, people that were rebellious. They didn't tolerate uh, revolts of any kind. And so this, that's good and that's bad because that brought a lot of peace in some ways and, and security and stability to the land. And so that is a, a good aspect of, of the Roman government. Um, but later on, we'll see Rome becomes Christianity's biggest enemy by far. Um, later on in a couple, maybe in the next podcast, I'll talk about this, but Nero, uh, the emperor around that time in the 60 AD era, he would just put Christians on the, like on these posts and light them up. And it was said that these Christians were like candlesticks for the night, lighting up the night. And so, yeah, not a good guy, not a good dude, and uh, caused a lot of harm for Christians later on, as we'll see. So, yeah, the Romans good. Romans are also really bad. Um, the Romans were pagan as well, so they, they, they worshipped pagan gods. They had tons of different gods that they would worship. Um, and a lot of it was was pretty pretty bad stuff. Um, you see later on when they do this big council in uh, the New Testament, they decide on to uh, to not eat eat animals that have been offered to idols and to avoid sexual immorality and a number of different things. And basically, these are all in in stark contrast to the pagan gods who they would uh, they would sacrifice animals to uh, they would commit all sorts of uh, immoral sexual sexual immorality uh, to these pagan gods and so a lot of immorality and a lot of paganism in, in Rome around that time and there's also some some worldviews that are important to to remember uh, Platonism is, is one of those things Platonism basically says um, if anything is a material item it's not good like it, it can never be perfect and so you can see how that could cause some issues for when Jesus comes on earth. Uh, he's claiming to be the way. Uh, well, he's a material item, so he can't be perfect. And so this worldview really caused some issues. And another one of those worldviews is Stoicism, which really values uh, controlling yourself, controlling your emotions, being stoic, as people would say, um, self-control, which really just turns into... You can master yourself without a god, and so that worldview could also kind of hinder uh, Christianity around that time. And so, yeah, that's the Greeks and that's the Romans. The next thing I want to focus on is uh, Judaism and, and the Jews around this time. So, all right, so let's circle back. Let's go back about almost 100 years to 
uh, I think it's around 167 BC, you have something called the Maccabean Revolt. Um, this revolt is when, uh, and again, I don't know a ton about this revolt, but it was when the there is this Greek empire uh, controlling the area, and the Jews at that time, the, the Maccabees, uh, revolted against them. And this is all written about in the Apocrypha. Uh, and it's called the Book of Maccabees. And according to the professor that I was that I was attending, he said that that's really the one book we could trust in the Apocrypha. I'm sure people have different opinions on that, um, but he said it's all written about in the Apocrypha, and it's actually fairly accurate about what this revolt looked like. And so that's important to note, just that 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 Jews have had some tension with the government, and then even going further uh, around this time as well, you have something called the diaspora. The diaspora was where all these Jewish people were being spread throughout the Mediterranean. And so because of that, when Jesus steps on the earth, there are 7,000 synagogues spread throughout the Mediterranean. And what's an, actually a really interesting note uh, that I'll get to at the end of the podcast. Um, so there's three sects of Judaism I want to focus on when Jesus walks on earth. And, and actually, I'm sorry, there's four sects of Judaism I want to focus on. So one of them is the Pharisees. Uh, in the Sadducees, the Zealots, and the Essenes. I hope I'm saying that last name correct. Um, this is important to know because obviously Jesus is going to be interacting with all these different sects of Judaism. And so growing up, I've always heard of these, but never really understood what do they really believe? What are they all about? And so for one, I'll start with the Pharisees. Obviously, um, the Pharisees took the law extremely seriously. Like they, they are all about the law. Uh, it was it was said in the textbook that they that they cared about the populace. They were they were kind of heads over all the populace, making sure people followed the law, and they took it very seriously. Um, and obviously, when Jesus comes on Earth, he he really has a hard time with these guys. He he calls them out, uh, brood of vipers, uh, calls them all sorts of names uh, for their hypocrisy, because they're trying to follow God by the law and not actually in their hearts. And so that's the Pharisees. Another sect of Judaism at this time is the Sadducees. Uh, the Sadducees were actually really liked by Romans, which I found really interesting that the Romans liked them. Uh, the Sadducees didn't didn't view uh, didn't believe in the supernatural. They didn't believe in the resurrection or or anything regarding that. Um, they are highly political as well. So they were kind of intertwined with the government and and not extremely spiritual in their beliefs. Another one is the Zealots. The Zealots followed the Maccabees. So going back to that Maccabean revolt, the Zealots are trying to follow in the, those footsteps of this revolt 100 years ago, 160 years ago, roughly. And so the Zealots were, were very violent in their methods. Obviously, you know, that disciple uh, in the New Testament, he, he's very, if you've ever watched The Chosen, you've seen him, I believe his name is Simon the Zealot. He, he's always taking his sword. He's always trying to, to beat someone up, basically. And so the Zealots are known as these violent, uh, very zealous group of, of Judaism that want to take back the land by force. And then the last one is the Essenes. Uh, the Essenes are an ascetic group. And I never knew what ascetic meant until a couple weeks ago. Ascetic just means to withdraw. And so later on you'll see like a lot of monks in, in groups like that that go off and withdraw themselves from society. So they're an ascetic group. The Essenes are an ascetic group of Judaism. Uh, the Essenes are, are actually credited with finding the Dead Sea Scrolls. So if you know anything about the Dead Sea Scrolls, they were found uh, last century. Um, 
and these Dead Sea Scrolls basically affirm that the Old Testament is pretty solid. It, it doesn't differ from all the other old copies of the Old Testament, the other old manuscripts of the Old Testament. And so the Essenes are an interesting group, um, don't last super long, but they're credited with keeping the Dead Sea Scrolls. So it's interesting to, to take a step back before we even get into church history, before you get into Paul, um, it's it's important to look at the, the greater context. So you have the Greeks uh, and their spirit and their language that is going to impact society and the way people think. You have the Romans and their, their government and their, how they relate to one another is is extremely is going to extremely impact the, the context and the culture and their worldviews as well. And then also as well, you have Judaism and Jews around that time. What did they believe? What did they bring to the table? Um, this is all going to impact uh, the world at this time. And the way I'll close it is is with this is all of this led to this kind of amazing uh, spread of the gospel. Like people are just shocked at how fast it spread. And part of the reason is it just seems to be providentially set up in an amazing way. One of those things is that diaspora I was talking about earlier. There's 7,000 synagogues spread throughout the Mediterranean. So Paul, when he comes on the scene, this guy is, is Jewish. So he can go into any of these synagogues freely and talk. Paul is also a Roman citizen. As I, as I talked about earlier, Rome is a very centralized government with all these roads. So you can easily go from, from province to province to province with no problem. So Paul was Jewish and he was Roman. And he was going through all these synagogues preaching uh, it was just set up perfectly for him to, to spread the gospel. And so I think that's an interesting note, just how how everything was just set up in this providential way. I found really fascinating. And so that is kind of the world that Jesus is walking into. It's not, there's no, there's no cars, there's no Ubers, there's no, uh, there's no Tesla on the street at the moment. There's a lot of horse and carriages and things like that. So it's a very different world, but you can see how these, how these different cultures interplay with with what Jesus is going to do here on earth pretty soon here. So in the next podcast, I'm going to look at the what's called the apostolic era, and that's going to look at the apostles. Like right after Jesus leaves, I'm going to look at that era, what was going on from the years 33 to 100. So for those years, what was going on, uh, you'll see that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of persecution, a lot of struggle, um, but a lot of also uh, amazing light and fruit at that time where uh, the believers were just simply meeting, gathering, eating, doing this, doing the the Lord's Supper, and giving their giving their material items away. It was a really beautiful time, actually, in church history. And I'm gonna look at that in the next podcast. So thank you for tuning in. I hope this is helpful and insightful and, and given in a, a simple, easy way to understand. And I will see you guys next time.